It's the greatest afternoon radio show in the world. Starring either a John or a Ben or a Sharon. It's John Ben and Sharon. Looking forward to Camp Edge tomorrow. We got us hanging out with the listeners. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. Um, so that's happening tomorrow. Another chance for you to uh, get in that. It's Camp Edge, four o'clock. Four o'clock. So we're just talking about hanging out with listeners and stuff. We were just before the show was starting, and producer Dan, who's coming, mm. uh, you were remembering a story where you went away with mm. with two listeners. Mm. I love, love, like, don't get me wrong, I love a listener. So this listeners. was when we were at the Rock, right? Yeah, and um, I hope they're not listening, but that we went away. They're not they're listening to the Rock, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they won a prize to the Rock. They're probably quite loyal. Uh, so yeah, they won a prize away to Fiji, and it was that the surfing competition over there. And it was just a couple, so I went, it was me and two, a, a couple that they've been dating for like a year or so. You were third wheeling. Yeah, yeah I was third wheeling. Mm. More than, Why did we send you over in the end? Uh, I think because you couldn't do it or something, you know, something. Right. For old Danimal got the chance to go. <laughs> go jump, jump in a three-way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And anyway, so it seemed like a good You know tri- why we couldn't do it? Yeah. <laughs> Married. <we> yeah, <laughs> true. Plus we didn't want to go away with a couple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so I went away, and uh, everything was going very well. We went and watched the surfing, you know. We got had, us exclusive interviews, remember that? Yeah, oh, that's right. I remember we were like, see Kelly Slatter, we were like, go talk to me. Go, oh, nah, he looks a bit busy, I won't go. And then I called him Maz Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible story. Anyway, but there, there was one point we had to go, we had a free dinner out at Hard Rock Cafe over in Denarau in, in Fiji. And the guy was like to me, he goes, look, mate, can you do me a solid? Okay, I'm going to propose to the missus. Oh. Yeah, real cute. At, well, at, you know, a weird, strange don't restaurant don't know, to do it. I got engaged in the kitchen. Hard Rock Cafe. I'm some of the best nights I've been to the Hard Rock Cafe. I put a ring on a piece of toast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair what enough. have you done for your girlfriend? I haven't proposed yet, but I'll be not doing it at the Hard Rock oh, Cafe, Sharon. Well, you should. You'll okay, be anyway. doing it at Denny's. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, and I was like, look, mate, this is a free dinner. It's for three people. If you're going to propose, and I said this to him, I was like, do it like on the, there's a lovely beach down there, do do that on the beach, but don't ru- ruin my dinner as well. By so Dan's, it's the guy's oh, gone, Dan, can you not come to dinner so I can propose mm. to my girlfriend? Dan's gone, no, it's I don't want to miss it. But, I, did, but I didn't think it was a thing at the time. I, was, I, was, I thought I was giving him advice, if anything, like do it at a nice location, sunset down on the beach, you know, in front of the Hilton or something, really nice there. Yeah. So not three a, of you go to dinner? Yeah, so three of us go to dinner. <laughs> Dan, he Dan's was, heels on. he's like, I'm coming for the dinner. I assumed, <laughs> I assumed that he had to take my advice and not propose at the dinner. How do you know they didn't meet at a Hard Rock Cafe and that's why he was doing it there? <sighs> I guess they were pretty bogus. Or in that Hard Rock Cafe they have Britney Spears' shoes there. How do you mm. know she's not a big Britney Spears fan? I yeah. don't know any of these facts, Sharon. But it turns out he did propose to her at the Hard Rock Cafe whilst I was sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most awkward moment in Dan Webby's life. What did you do? I just thought, producer Dan, get out of here. <laughs> And he was calling himself producer Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Could yeah. you like take a video for them or something? Or? No, because I, I sort of was like, he started doing it. I thought it was a gag. I thought he was like, oh, you know, here we go. Different, different. Was he like, you mean a lot to me? Yeah, he started sort of saying all this his spiel. You know, he obviously rehearsed it. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> and then turns oh. out he just got out the ring, which he'd brought it duty free, by the way. <gasps> That's so smart. Oh, That's shut nice. up. That is nice. Why are you judging this guy? <laughs> I don't know. I really it saves him like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, I feel like it's a smart business decision. Yeah. Anyway, so he did that. And I'm just sitting there thinking, this is horrible. So what did you do? I just sort of slowly like got up and I was like, I'll leave you guys. And I missed dessert, which was free as well. <laughs> That's how Annoying. In a way. So I did leave them. Uh, but I was there for the full You're proposal. Like, hey guys, before you go, could you get some dessert for me just to bring back <laughs> yeah, to the hotel? Yeah. I wish it was a Sorry to interrupt your moment. <laughs> oh, it was all good. I think I just went and sat it by myself at another table. Oh! But I was the third wheel hard. Oh, that that's night. so uh. good. Okay, I'll 800 the edge.
3343 on the text. When have you third wheeled? When have you been that awkward third person? Shanti, where were you in an awkward third wheel? Um, I was um, not the third wheel, luckily, but it was my boyfriend's mate. We um, went to go have a spa, a romantic spa under the stars, beautiful clear night, and he decided to join. We felt too bad to say no, but it was a very awkward spa. Oh, there were plans for that spa. Plans that you couldn't execute. <laughs> oh, there's nothing. But there's nothing more awkward when you have already started unfolding the plans in the spa, and then someone gets in, and you're like, "Uh, we're in the middle of something uh, here." Stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I just had to kind of sit there for the rest of the night. Oh really, really god! And everyone would have been. A li- you two would have been a little bit worked up. Oh, <laughs> a little yeah. bit worked oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there a mushroom in the spa? <laughs> Thanks, Shanti. Michaela, when were you the awkward third wheel? I wasn't necessarily the third wheel. I was the spare tire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what spare tire? So I was with my um, two best friends after we finished studying and we went to town and they met up with their boyfriends and they did coupley stuff while I sat there. Oh, 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 what Some people have no shame out. I remember one of my friends started making love to this dude while I was on the phone in the room and I turned around and sh- she was, she was, they were both. Doing she, stuff. Well, yeah. They, did, she were was, they covered? No! Didn't. And I was like, um, I can see everything here. And she's like, don't look. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the lounge. Like, it's 10am. Yeah, it I'm watching the cafe. It was awkward. <laughs> hey, didn't didn't your um, your husband Bryce go out on a meal with uh, you, Jono? Oh, yeah, wife? for John and Jen's uh, first wedding dinner? anniversary. He yeah. just broke it up with his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, he came and he came over. So he uh, came and nestled. You know, I gave him... Let him nestle in my pit. I think Poor he didn't realise you were going out for that sort of dinner until midway through. Well, yeah, <laughs> halfway through I was like... Happy engagement, I mean, sorry, happy uh, first wedding anniversary, darling. And he's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a mouthload of, like, teriyaki chicken. <laughs> and he's also like, you guys are talking about love for our marriage, we're through a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just spent our whole first wedding anniversary consoling a cry- fully grown crying man. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Lexi, when were you the awkward third wheel, Lexi? Um, I was the awkward third wheel when um, my girlfriend and I had gone out for the night and um, she'd been speaking to a guy over um, Tinder or something for a few weeks and decided to meet up with him that night. And um, we ended up going back to his house and um, they're just getting to know each other and I jumped into bed to fall asleep and before I'd actually fallen asleep they... um, Decided to get to know each other really well right next to me. Little did they know that I wasn't quite sleeping yet. Oh, no, oh yeah, no. you can't remember. You can't erase that from your memory, can you? No, you really can't. Really you can't. Give you bloody post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> she was mortified the morning after as well when I told her that I wasn't quite asleep yet. Hey, at least it was your friend and not your parents, though. Am I right? <laughs> But congratulations, Lexi. We're going to hook you up with an amazing prize from Vodafone Rewards. Ben, yeah, tell the, her what she's won. The Skullcandy yes. wireless headphones, all right? They're all yours. Woo! Yes, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, no, well done. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Now, since having uh, a couple of small kids, uh, you know, I love them, but I do know that now they... Um, they do. They Usually, do. when you start start with something like that, you're about to say something not so favourable. Love them, but but they don't. You know, they don't really know about sort of boundaries, areas of when you're like, hey, I just need a little bit of alone time. You know, like so they just, when something's urgent for a kid, they just need to know there and then. So uh, this morning, I had to go to the. You know, after getting them all sorted, they're ready. I thought I was going off to the bathroom and was sitting down on the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, door 
straight off that damn. We don't need the sound effects, mate. It's a hand. <laughs> We're better than that, mate. We're better than that. I, thought, I was looking at Ben. I was like, is that Sharon doing that? <laughs> I thought it was one of you guys. And then produced Dan. Dan, like, Dan. I was trying to keep this story as clean as possible. Sorry. So, I'm, yeah, I haven't got to the bathroom. So, you're doing a poo? Yeah, well, just a little bit of a. <laughs> Dan. And Stop it. <laughs> Look, I feel bad even talking about this right now because yeah. normally well, I try now to we get all know you do okay. it. clean so, operation. Well, everyone does it. Everyone poops. I had to go do up to the bathroom then? and a little bit of alone time, bang, the doors open, out <laughs> <and> come by. <laughs> Dan, stop it. Stop it. You're really spoiling my story here. Kids, kids are in there and it's something urgent they had to know. It's like, what's the day going to be like today? Do we need sunscreen on? Do we need, you know? I was like, I don't know. I'm and right now, you're in, you're in a vulnerable position. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're in a vulnerable yeah, position. Very vulnerable. <laughs> no, Dan. Well, you can't. You can't give that answer. Well, you yeah, want a bit of climate. I don't know. I'll sort it out just a second. Dan, stop <laughs> it. I apologise to anyone listening right now. You should apologise for all the big poos you did this morning. No, I, feel like, I feel like as a radio show, I've said this before, we're better than this, but then sometimes I'm like, no, we're hey, not. Hey, excuse yeah. me, Ben. You are the one that brought the story about you doing a number two to the I show in the first to, place. I tried to... You put that sort of story around people that are immature... We're going to go there with fast I tried to make it as clean as possible. All right, Dan, stop. Stop, stop it. it, Dan. I don't know why I'm laughing at this, but it's so... Because so, farts are funny whether we go. like it or not. Oh, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, uh, so, Ben, your kids walked in on you. Yeah, they just walk in, they yeah. walk in, you know, and that's what they do. Kids, if they need to know something now, they ask you. And that's for them, that's the most important thing in the whole world. Wouldn't you be happier they walked on you doing that than something else oh, you could have uh, been doing? Yeah, well, I guess so. And, and the level of things they could have walked on me doing, then, then that's probably, mm. that's, Imagine yeah. if they came into the garage. That one's more of like, <laughs> oh, look, get out, get out, get out! Get out! <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> Leave Daddy alone! <laughs> That's how that one would have gone down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I thought, um, oh throw it out there uh, this afternoon. Um, as a kid, no, Dan, as a kid, what did you walk in on? Like, surely there are stories when you were a kid that everyone, obviously growing up, just walked in, walked in to, to do something, and then we're like, oh, my God, this has happened. Maybe you didn't even realise it at the time. Like, Jono, didn't that happen to you as a kid? Oh, don't worry. I was having a sleepover at my friend Timothy's house, age nine. Mm-hmm. I need to go and uh, wash my hands before bedtime. Mm. And I walked in on Timothy's <laughs> parents. Dying? <laughs> I walked in on... Get out! <laughs> Leave it! No, no. And I walked in on Timothy's parents, Bev and Andre. Okay, do they need a name check? Bev and Andre <laughs> in a soapy bubble bath together. It's <laughs> a lovely, lovely thing. I go there time for romance. But I've shot. never been able to take a bubble bath since. Got PTSD from that. <laughs> I never know what's lurking below the bubbles. <laughs> right. So that was what I walked in when I was a kid. Oh, under the edge is the phone number three three four three. What did you walk in on? Riley, it wasn't you that walked in on something as a kid, but your child walked in on something. What was it? Yes, this week actually, he, my husband and I were having some um, horizontal fun in the bedroom. <laughs> oh yeah, girl. And um, you know, it, might, it must have been quite vocal, apparently. Because um, my husband, he went to go to the bathroom afterwards, you know, and he came back and he said, I think you need to go talk to your son. And I'm like, why? And he's like, he's absolutely distraught. And so I go into my son's bedroom and he's like, Mommy, are you okay? Are you having nightmares? And he was absolutely... <laughs> That's he was so right, cute. I was so horrified. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm that parent. I'm doing this right now. That's so cute, but also like... 
very awkward at the same time. <laughs> what did you did so you agree awkward. with the nightmare story? I mean, your son kind of yeah. gave you up an excuse. Great, oh, great. Thank God he did because I was just like, what what am I supposed to say? Like. <laughs> You're like, no. Yeah, I was like, yeah, mummy was having really bad, bad nightmares, you know? A yeah. bad one. Don't ever come in when mum's having a nightmare. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much, Briley. Riley, she's like, hold the line, buddy. We'll get you something for you. What? Oh, well, I've said, I think we've still got some phone rewards uh, stuff to give away, but I just want to confer with the official adjudicators about, because I have been in the past, well, been known to, to shoot my mouth well, off. I hope Briley enjoys that vague prize you just <laughs> handed out. getting something. Ashley, what did you walk in on as a kid? Um, my nan and her BF at the time, uh, 69ing. Oh, for <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I apologise again. Oh, but, hey, coincidentally, it was also her age at the time. Holy shit. I was, I was eight at the time. I didn't know what it was. How would Nana have been? Because that's oh, an adventurous she stuff. <laughs> she would have been in her 50s. She's a pretty good good looking 50-year-old, though. Okay. Dang, if my husband's expecting stuff like that from me when I'm 50, he needs to divorce me now because that <laughs> shit ain't going down. Uh, there would have been a lot of irony in that if she was 69 years old at the time. Oh, God, uh, Ashley, you win. She's doing a 58er. Yeah. <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Okay, going to have a little bit of a rant here, guys. Yeah. Not so happy with the internet. If you're going to rant, could you please like just get really, I'd like to get very angry. I want to hear your angry voice. Well, I need to yell my rant. I'm not in yeah. a yelly mood today, though. Oh. Well, you shouldn't have had a beer before doing this voice break. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's your, what are you upset about? Internet ads. So if you're like, if you go shopping on the internet mm-hmm. and you click on a particular item, say oh, I like a pair of socks, and I click on those pair of socks, and I'm like, hey, those socks aren't for my feet. I'm not going to buy those socks. Then you continue on your browsing for weeks. Those socks keep popping oh, up. Oh, yeah. There's adverts in your stream. Well, you don't have Instagram, but um, but when you're looking at something on what well, amazes me on your like your laptop, then you like you're scrolling through Instagram. They'll they'll target Ned. How do they do this? They're like, oh, you I might went under like the this. edge. I went under the edge. How do the computer people do this to us? It's like if you Google something. So you might Google, hey, I've got an itchy. Head, maybe I've got dandruff. Then all of a sudden you start having dandruff products pushed into your timeline. Surely this is a breach of privacy. Well, Surely. I No, you agree to it in the T's and C's. So like social media, like Facebook and stuff like that, I think it's linked to Google and that's how they work all the ads and stuff. Oh, this seems like a gross Because invasion. it will say like share your personal information and interests, like if you add an app or something like that. And that's how they get all the data on you. Yeah, and then you can do it. It's like um, Carl, from who, who usually uh, pushes the buttons for us, he messaged me today. He said, uh, oh, I must have hit an age bracket where I'm supposed to have a kid now. So I've started getting all these kid ads. Like, and so he was sending... Oh, right, so suddenly he started targeting. Yeah, and it's like when I was pregnant, oh, my God, like, the amount of kid stuff that got pushed into my timeline and pregnancy stuff, it's crazy. This is a new, this is a whole new crazy era, isn't it? Oh, Soon, tell you what's going to happen, we're going to have chips, microchips put into our heads. <laughs> they yeah. are already talking about that. It's like yeah. your work swipe card will be in what? your wrist. <laughs> really? So what do you have? You'll be like, oh, I want to learn about the, uh, the history of uh, Benjamin Boyce on Wikipedia, and it'll come up in your head. <laughs> you'll go, oh, yeah. And then we'll you'll be, all be adver- robots. He didn't oh. do much, but <laughs> but there you go. Jeffrey. Yes, how's it going? You're chiming in on this. Talk to us about it. Internet ads. All right, all right. So it comes down to um, AI technology, artificial technology. And that's that's exactly what it is. So everything you search, Google's keeping an eye on it. And yeah, it just, just goes from there. 
So Google feeds it to Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Exactly right. Wow. So um, AI technology started with advertising and everything like that. So that's its main platform because that's where the money is. But ideally, you're looking at 30 years' time that it's just going to be, you know, um, well, that's going to become more of a real thing in a real-life artificial intelligence. What do you mean? Ooh. So like robots and things wandering around? Oh, you know, you're pretty much it. I mean, if, if you can't beat them, join them, right? True. This is crazy. Jeez, I tell you what, you never want Google to get drunk and telling everyone secrets, do you? Imagine, <laughs> what, imagine what bloody Google knows about yeah, us all. Kirk will be the worst Too person much. out <laughs> Like, you didn't hear from me, but this guy here, you know what he's looking exactly. at? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh mate, you don't want to know. That's the thing is that I'm like, if, if Google released, like, for example, what a pregnant woman Googles, like, no, no one needs to know what you're Googling. Or when your baby's just been born, the stuff that you're Googling, it's like, you know, you don't want, no one needs no, to know what you're Googling. Hey, Jeffrey, are you still there, bro? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm still here. Is there any way you can stop that? Uh, well, mate, it's 2018. Not easy you know, internet. It's a little bit too late for that. Um, if you even look at it, if, think of one of the greatest men himself of today, Elon Musk. If, if he's freaked out about it, we all should be a bit more freaked out yeah, about it. We talked to the guy who was uh, quite big on using the uh, the dark web, the deep web, and that's one of the reasons why he was saying he used it, because they couldn't track you as much as what you that you were doing, yeah. right? He was also they, saying that the best thing to text on was WhatsApp. It's like the most encrypted private messaging service there is, where it's like, I message and Viber and Messenger and stuff is all backed up. All that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, well, to, to a point, but, like, let's be real, nothing's going to be that private. I mean, I work in software myself, and I just I just know that no matter what, as private as you want to get it, it's never going to be permanently that private, unfortunately. Okay, what's the uh, one piece of advice you would hand out to everyone listening right now who surf the web? Oh, really? Uh, get off. <laughs> if you want to be private, get don't, off. Don't use it. <laughs> get off. Burn the internet now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's the way to go. Check your phone out the window. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffrey. Appreciate it. Oh. You're kind of nailing it then, Jono, because you only have email. And that no social media. So you're nailing it. No one's yeah. ever going to find out how effed up you are. My preferred method of communication is fax machine. <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Okay, SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under Who the sea? Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Absorbent and yellow and porous is he? SpongeBob SquarePants. We won't commit to this sing-along. Good, yeah, I'm yeah. glad we'll pull out halfway through. Uh, but the creator, Stephen Hillenburg, he died a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's very sad. From ALS. Right. Yeah. And Which is what you ran to the ice bucket challenge for. Ah, uh, yes, yes. That's how I know. Yeah. How was that curing ALS? It raised like, money w- for it and yeah, awareness. Yeah. Like, who even knew what ALS was until... Yeah, the you're right. Sure, yeah, sure. I don't know if I raised any money for it, though. I remember having multiple buckets of ice poured over me. <laughs> but I can't even remember handing any, over I any money. I think it was like a donation thing you were meant to do as far as, yeah. Oh, not just pour ice over just pour I missed half the brief. Yeah, but anyway. But anyway, I did raise awareness, Sharon, you're yeah. right, and that's mm. a good thing. But anyway, he, uh, his body was cremated, and his ashes were put into an urn, mm. and his request, he had a request uh, in his will to have those ashes scattered in the ocean off the coast of California. Ah. A, lot of, a lot of people do that, don't they? Yeah. The ocean yeah. one. Yeah. Have you ever been responsible for ashes? No, but I have been there when people have, you know, been doing it. And one day, a very windy day, family <laughs> member, and very like trying to throw it down towards a hill, but every coming back at all of us. That happened to like, my friend. Yeah. You're like, pull, pull. I think we're spitting bits of Tony out. Yeah. That happened to my friend. He took his girlfriend to his first, her first family event, and they went up the top of Mount Eden or something, and they were scattering the grandma's ashes, and this big gust of wind came. And not even joking. 
she had her mouth open. Oh, no. <laughs> and she ate grandma. And it was just like a cursed ashes thing because then all of a sudden the dad had to run away and, the, and then the mum ran away and he runs like, this is the worst first What was the dad wedding. and mum running away? <laughs> the dad shit himself. <laughs> he was? How did that happen? <laughs> he ate the ashes, mate. It was Straight too emotional. Oh, really? Too emotional. <laughs> Oh my god, what a traumatic already a traumatic experience for a family. It was her first time meeting her boyfriend, now husband's family. Well, she stuck around. Oh. You're like, wow. They're still together. He's yeah. like, man, if you ate grandma. <laughs> you remember that day where you ate some grandma and my dad so cracked his pants? Oh, so she good. ate the grandma. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to yes. the family. Yes, a gust of wind came and she had a mouth I've had, I've had it happen before with a great auntie and it, was, yeah, it yeah. wasn't so great. Not good. Not good <laughs> <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> okay, 0800 The Edge, 3343. <laughs> the phone topic, where did the ashes end up? You can call us right now. And no disrespect to the edge. Uh, no, the no, 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 no. And no disrespect to the edge either. <laughs> just I'll never edge. disrespect the edge. Disrespect the edge, I want. And we'll turn you into we'll ashes. Disrespect some other radio stations right now, but not the edge. Yeah, yeah. disrespect ZM all you want. <laughs> not the edge, though, Sharon. Never the no, edge. No, no, never the, the edge. The greatest. That's what Sharon taught us. <laughs> <laughs> you first got here with Damn straight. Oh. Edge for life. <laughs> Did you just say ZM for no, life? No, no. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll bleed edge, mate. <laughs> Okay. I will. You can you. Sh- you choke me out with an edge sticker. That's right. So much I edge all day. Okay. All right, give oh, us a call. I went under the edge. Uh, we'll be back next. John O'Ben and Sharon on ZM. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look how angry you are. John O'Ben and Sharon, the edge. Jessica's on 0800, the edge. Jessica, tell us about where the ashes ended up in your life. Um, well, um, a funeral home went into liquidation and um, so like there were all of these ashes, boxes of ashes that had remained unclaimed and um, so I was in charge of um, 307 boxes of unclaimed ashes and um, yeah, I had to try and reunite them with their families. Oh, 307 man. different families? How many families did you reunite? Um, I reunited about 60. Um, I contacted a whole bunch of, um, like, um, of their sons and daughters and, um, yeah, sometimes their parents. And, um, yeah, they came and collected them. Like, I guess they just didn't want to collect them because, like, once they had the box in their home, they didn't know what the hell to do with them. Yeah, so it's it seems like, odd that you wouldn't collect your yeah. dead family members' ashes, though, yeah. isn't it? Well, like, some people were just like, oh, I'll get round to it. Oh, I'll get round to it. And then they just don't. It's not a get round to a job. I'm going to be late to work today because I've got to go and get my husband's ashes. It's not like mowing the lawns. I'll get around to it next week. Yeah. So what did you do with the other uh, 280-odds that you didn't give back? Um, Well, um, it was about 250, and um, lucky I had the station wagon because I had to load them all up in the back of my station wagon, and I had to take them to a crematorium. Oh. That's a bad day at the office, Jessica. (laughs) That is a bad... It it wasn't too bad because I became, like, quite, like, kind of attached to all these people. I was like, I'm going to reunite them with their family. You are so so nice, Jessica. Seriously, what a lovely person. Amelia, welcome to the show. Where did the ashes end up? Hi, well, um, this is a story about my dad and his mate, who are both pilots, and um, his friend's... Um, dad had passed away, unfortunately, he was also a pilot, so they decided to scatter his ashes over um, his favourite place, which was Fiordland. So they went up in our small plane, which is like a four-seater Cessna 180, to scatter the ashes. 
And um, well, first of all, they couldn't get the box open. So <laughs> they were flying around, couldn't get the box open. And then so they opened a small window and went to scatter the ashes over Fjordland and all the ashes flew back into the plane. No! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> that is not good at all. And Sarah, see if you can top that, babe. Where did the ashes end up? Uh, a bit unconventional, but I put them in a smoothie. What? You drank this? Yeah. Great protein. Get them games. Who was it? Was Who that did at you their, drink? At their request, or you just like, well, I'm running out of ingredients or something? Well, my mother, but, you know, you talk about stem cells and placenta being good for you and everything, what? so she figured that, you know, we talked about beforehand and... Is that no, cannibalism? No, I don't know. Did you pull them all in or you spread it over a uh, number of weeks? Number of weeks. Just a couple of tablespoons for, for the first one. Wow. What does it taste wow. like? Did you even notice it was in there? No, nah, no. I put some pretty strong flavours with it so that I wouldn't. Well, one of the Rolling Stones in the Yeah, um, I was about to say snorts. that. Keith Richards yeah, say he snorted his dad's ashes. Yeah. Wow. And remember um, our friend Helena, she passed away of breast cancer a few years ago and she wanted her ashes to be put in some fireworks That's and right. let off at R&V. Yes. And then everyone was like, no, the fun police came and were like, you can't do that, blah, blah. But I hope they did it. I hope they did it anyway. Yeah, I don't know what I don't think they it. did, but I hope they did. Uh, if you guys die... I'll snort both of you. Okay. Can you? Mm. I want you to snort me off an edge mm. sticker. I'll shelve you both. <laughs> Don't shelve me. No, no. <laughs> I want it to be a social media video, all right? And I want it more, get more than 24 likes on the Edge <laughs> Afternoons page, all right? Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Oh, well, he's the hot shirtless drummer from legendary New Zealand band Blindspot. He was the judge on New Zealand's X Factor, and he's joining us in the studio right now. Shelton Walright, how's it going, buddy? G'day, mate. Good to see you here. Uh, not only is he handsome, covered in tattoos, but he's also a charitable guy. And he's giving his it's time. Kind of like to- you guys are the before and after. You actually are. <laughs> Am I the before? Oh, don't, oh, you work it out. Jono's one. I don't know. I don't know. This that was me. Don't, don't bring Sheldon in here and say he's the before shot. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's unfair to Sheldon, right? <laughs> oh no, I'm the after. I'm very confused as to what I am. Anyway, uh, Wood for the Trees is a mental health yeah, uh, charity. Raises funds and distributes those to our mental health organisations. You're doing something for them. Yeah, man. So that's on Sunday. Yeah. And it's at Ellerslie Racecourse. And it's basically a day of racing, supporting mental health. I'm going to be playing with my new act, Deadbeat, also with Tikitane. And yeah, we're just supporting kind of, um, just kind of creating awareness around mental health, really. And if you don't know what Deadbeat is, it's basically, uh, it's your nightclub version of yourself. <laughs> Pretty much. It's the, <laughs> the alter ego, it's, mate. It's the pinger version of Shelton. <laughs> Shelton, also, uh, you are very good friends with Jono. Yeah. And um, we thought, Jono, since it's not often that we find out who your real friends are and then they come and visit us, that maybe Shelton could tell us a funny story. Because how long have you guys been friends for? Oh, man. I used to, I used to go, like hang out with Jono at The Rock when he was doing the graveyard shift. That's he used to right. come up with a box of beers and be like, hey, bro, can you play my new band Blind Spot? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man. We'd smash some beers to like, you know, stupid o'clock. So I've known yeah. Jono for But all, all the while I was sober broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, all yeah, the while. Yeah, 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 I wasn't smashing beers. Same as now. So you've known each other for about 15 years. You've got a lot of stories on Jono. Oh, this is why Sharon's like, before the interview, Sharon's like, you've got to sit next to Sheldon because you're friends, but actually in hindsight, it's so we're in the same camera shot. So we get a web video and how it works. that's 100%. Otherwise, you definitely know I would have been like, Sheldon, come sit next to old Auntie Shastog. Hit us with your best Jonathan Pryor story. You can, you can say it. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. um, You say the first few words and I'll tell you whether I'm fine or not. Yeah, yeah. Crabs. 
Does this involve? Are we going into that? Yes, we're telling the crew. It involves a beach and like looking for the rock pools. Basically, Jono got crabs and um, <laughs> and end of story. <laughs> end of story. No, but it was a bit of a confusion as to how he uh, got crabs because obviously he, he was a virgin. A, he was a virgin and he had a loving partner at the time. So it was a bit a bit stressful on um, on poor Jono because it looked like he had been a bad man. No good. Yeah. Which he never would be. Absolutely not. So kind of after a bit of, you know, there's a bit of stress, like what the hell's going on here? In a nutshell, it turns out that um, John had used the, the same towel as his flatmate who um, unfortunately had... Uh- had got crabs oh, from... Oh, um, wow. You so caught crabs of your friend's It sounds like towel. an excuse, eh? It sounds like an excuse. Do I believe this? this <laughs> the boys are all keeping this one quiet 15 years later. I'm trying to figure out who the friend <laughs> is. <laughs> it was the friend. No, no, because obviously it was the source of many conversations, many relationship-based <laughs> yeah, conversations. I bet, I bet. And then one day, flatmate comes down and he's like, I've got something to tell you. And we're like, what? He's like... I've got, and he did this thing with his fingers, like the moving, <laughs> moving thing, you know? Yeah. And it was at that moment we're like, well, a lot of things make sense now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But it was, like, it was, I won't go into too much detail, but I, I don't wish that upon anyone. No. For weeks it was just like, what is going on? <laughs> okay. How long did like, you leave it? to the point where it was, like, all moving. <laughs> Oh, okay, 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 all right, all right, all right. Then I went and then... then, then no, then, you can stop doing this. This is why I never <laughs> get invited into the edge because I come in and I just, like, drop a bomb of a story about making grabs. I'm grabs. just, like, worried about your hygiene now. No, like, sure, what you How you're... rampant are your pubes that they were moving with so many crabs? Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you know Jono's never manscaped in his whole life? No. Really? No, you? Yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. Maintain, man. Yeah. Everyone has, but you. Yeah. So imagine, I like... the way Tuckety Rangers down there. <laughs> it's the only hair he's got. If that was 13 years ago. It's like, let it grow. <laughs> that is, wow. Any missing trampers, have a look at there, mate. Anyway, Shelton, um, Shelton's bloody good having you in. Yeah, man. So come along to this Wood for the Trees yeah. event. You're going to be there, right? Yeah, going to be there. Uh, yeah, Sunday cool. the 16th, Ellerslie Racecourse. Uh, and all money raised uh, goes to Wood for the Trees. And they then distribute that money to uh, various community mental health programs. Programs, which yep. is awesome. I know they've uh, put a lot of money towards uh, many mental health organisations throughout the country, so it's for a good cause. Come along. Ellerslie 16, plenty of parking, <laughs> fun for the whole family. You'll have a great time. And you might get crabs <laughs> from Jono. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge.